get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. The Cardinals are doing a lot of talking about the future this offseason in a place that is very good to visit if you want to look at baseball's future. It's Baseball America. We are happy to be joined now by the managing editor of Baseball America. He's J.J. Cooper joining us here on the show. J.J., always appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you guys? Doing very well. So let's talk about uh, the top prospects in the Cardinals system right now who moved all the way up to number nine overall in Baseball America's very recent top 100 list. Of course, I'm referring to Dylan Carlson. What have you seen from Carlson? I know we finally got an opportunity to see him a bit in the big leagues last year. What did you see from him that made you feel confident enough to put him into the top 10? Obviously, if you... You know, if you looked at his first exposure to the big leagues, it would look, you, you probably think number nine seems a little high. But it is encouraging. He came up, he had some problems, he had some adjustments to make. But they sent him back down to the off site, he made some adjustments, comes back up, and you see what you saw in September, what you saw in the postseason, what you saw you know, the, the, in the postseason when the Cardinals are trying to win the most important games they have all year, Dylan Carlson was a cleanup. That tells you something right there. They saw that development, that improvement, that here's a guy who is you know, one of the youngest players on the team, and they were confident that this was one of the best tiers they had in the middle of this lineup, and I think that that's a, a reasonable assumption for them to make. You look going forward, this, is, this should be a cornerstone-type guy. Now, I, I think that when you hear cornerstone, you, know, you can kind of look at it you know, a few different ways. I think it's probably more likely that Dylan Carlson is being a, a very well-rounded, very productive star starter for multiple years, for many years. You know, I, I think there are other guys in the top 10 who I would say are more likely to win home run crowns, who are more likely potentially to win batting titles than Dylan Carlson. But that's, that's not really damning him with fake praise. That's just acknowledging this is a guy who's ready to be – Uh, kind of of middle-of-the-order bat for the Cardinals for for 2021 and beyond. Well, and that's where I was going to go with this, J.J. I mean, what are we looking at with the ceiling of Dylan Carlson? Because unfortunately for Cardinals fans – you know, they've been they've been told that this guy is going to turn into kind of like a savior for this Cardinals offense that has been struggling. Are we looking at a guy who can kind of carry the load for a Cardinals team, or are we looking at a guy who needs somebody else to kind of be the uh, the the dual threat with him? You know, no one, no one guy could ever carry a lineup by himself. You know, it's just not possible in baseball. You look at even when you know go back to the Cardinals with our Pujols, he had help. 
You know, it was never just Pujols. It was other guys uh, around him, too. But this is a guy who could hit 300, get on base, you know, hit 20, 25 home runs. I think it's going to be interesting to see how his power develops because he, he, he can play center field, legitimately play center field. Now, one of the questions as he matures, as he develops, is that the best place for him? Because to play center field, to play center field well, may kind of force him to focus on you know, staying a little lighter, staying a little faster than if you say, no, 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 we're going to make you a really a well above average corner outfielder. But by the way, if that means you have to slow down a little bit, if you have to bulk up a little bit to do so, that's okay because we're going to trade off you know, the playing center field for maybe an additional 5, 10 homers a year. Those are the kind of trade-offs, the kind of development that we'll have to see what, what happens as he you know, he's, I mean, as he enters his mid-20s, which is still a couple of years away, you know, there's, there's different paths, there's different potential, you know, avenues there. But, but this is a guy who, you know, three, you know, that third, that fifth, that, you know, sixth, that second in the lineup. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that he could impact the lineup. And, and, and again, for a Cardinals team that needs – you know, some consistent offense that, you know, he's a guy who should be able to provide it. JJ, I don't know how, how much you guys like doing the comps, but based on kind of the the way that people describe what Dylan Carlson could be when he is kind of fully taken form in the big leagues, the, the two players that kind of come to mind for me as former Cardinals would be Ray Lankford or Tommy Pham. Is that kind of the type of player that we're talking about here, Ray Lankford and Tommy Pham? Yeah, I mean, that's not, that's, those aren't bad. Like, the thing I'll say, like, the interesting thing about it is this fam like Carlson was a uh, high school draftee. Actually, was the ended up being the best high school bat in the worst draft for high school bats ever. It's not even close. He's pretty much the only productive high school bat who came out of that entire 40, you know, back to those 50, 50-round draft. But um, I would say, like, fam at this point in fam's career was – you know, years away from being a productive right. big leader. So I, I'd say he has a higher ceiling, you know, potential because the thing that is exciting about Carlson is when a guy moves this quick, you don't, it doesn't always happen. But the guy who's ready to contribute in the big leagues in his early 20s, sometimes those are the players who they just keep getting better. And that often happens to players in their early 20s. But if you keep getting better, that means the difference between you being good enough for double A and being good enough for triple A and eventually being good enough for the big leagues. Often that means you have a lower ceiling than the guy who keeps getting better in the majors and was already good enough to be a major league contributor at 21-22. That guy could sometimes at 25, you're going, oh, this guy's a you know, perennial all-star because he just kept getting better. Dylan Carlson is a very fast mover, a young guy who's already a major in the big leagues and could you know, have – significantly further development at the big league level ahead of him. So another guy that I want to talk with you about, J.J., is Nolan Gorman. And this is a guy that I know Cardinals fans are very excited about because they've been told about the power opportunity that this guy could provide a lineup. What are we looking at with a Nolan Gorman, though? Are we looking at an everyday third baseman who could be the middle of the order bat at the major league level? Or are we looking at something that we might need to lessen our expectations for? He could. I mean, that is within the realm of possibilities for Nolan Gorman. Now, I, with the good news for Cardinals fans is, you know, the, the Cardinals have been lacking in power the last couple of years. Gorman is not going to have that problem. The question with Gorman, the questions when you say, which way does he develop? Nolan Gorman is, is how, much, how much contact is he going to make? And again, nowadays, 
you can strike out a lot and still be a productive big league hitter. But there is a difference between the guy who, who gets on base at a 320 clip versus the guy who gets on base at a 360, 370 clip. That's the difference between Nolan Gorman being a middle-of-the-order basher or being that guy who bats sixth or seventh, and you're like, you know what, he's going to run into his 25 to 30 homers, but you're not going to get a whole lot of other offensive contributions. The other part of it is he worked very hard on this. He's working to improve his defense at third. There still are questions about whether he's going to be, you know, fringe average there, average there, or, you know, there's a, I would say it's less likely, but there's potential he still develops into being an above average third baseman. But if he's even an average third baseman, that would be a, a, a very, you know, that's well within the realm of possibilities for him. And it would be a very positive outcome for the Cardinals. But there is still a chance that he's not going to be that everyday third baseman. He's going to end up moving off the position because, you know, there, there are still some defensive questions that I, I'd say that he faces. And, that, and, and also, you know, he's in a system that, that, has, a, you know, that, that has some third baseman. It, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up defensively. But as far as power, this is the guy who has the best power potential you know, in, the, in the organization and on a team that, you know, quite simply – just did not has not had a whole lot of a whole lot of guys who can thump in you know the last couple of years. That should not be a problem for uh, for Nolan Gorman. We're talking to JJ Cooper, executive editor of Baseball America. Give him a follow on Twitter as well at JJ Coop thirty six. JJ, we heard so much in October about Randy Rosarena, and Cardinals fans certainly weren't thrilled with the fact that we we're <laughs> hearing about him because he was playing in the World Series for the Tampa Bay Rays. But the Cardinals did get a good prospect back in return in Matthew Libertor, left-handed pitcher that the organization seems to be incredibly high on, so much so that they think he might be able to make it to the big leagues by the end of this upcoming year. What can you tell us about Libertor? The Cardinals certainly paid a steep price for him. How good can this lefty be? Uh, he, he was one of the top pitching prospects in his draft class. He's done nothing since then to change that. Uh, it is understandable. It's going to hard. It's going to be hard to live up to the fact that Randy Rosarena basically turned into Barry Bonds for uh, you know for the postseason last year. We know JJ. We know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, though, you know. I mean, he did that against, you know, in every – it wasn't like he had a good series. He had yeah. four good series. So, you know, that really stands out. That said, I, the Cardinals got one of the top pitching prospects in baseball at the time of the trade for a Rosarena. I mean, this was something where they were getting something at the time that was known to be of value, you know, prospect value back for a Rosarena. It's going to be hard for Libertor to live up to that just because – Randy Rosarena seems to have taken another step forward since then. But that said, yeah, this is a really polished young pitcher. You know, the, the Cardinals are one of these teams. There are teams who probably should shy away from drafting prep pitchers because they haven't shown they can develop them. That's never been a problem for the Cardinals. And Libertor is one of those who, who should be, though, a fast mover in that group because he throws strikes. It's solid. It's really good stuff. I, I, it's not that he's just going to rear back and throw a hundred and you know a hundred and two or anything like that. But it's multiple pitches that he can locate. They're all good enough. It, it's something where, you know, you look at him and and I don't think it's crazy at all to think that that he can play, you know, pitch in the majors at some point in 2021. Even coming off of a year where he didn't lose an entire year of development, he was at the alternate site, but didn't get a normal year of development, which probably does slow him down a little bit compared to if we were not dealing in a, uh, you know, in a, in a world pandemic type of world. 
JJ, my final question for you. I'm curious, two guys that, that didn't crack the top 100, but I know a lot of Cardinals fans are interested in, Yvonne Herrera and Zach Thompson. Uh, how much do you know about these two, and what can you tell Cardinals fans about these two in terms of their uh, outlook for Major League? Uh, those were, they were fourth and fifth on our Cardinals top, top 30 that I, that I wrote. So, um, you know, Herrera is – Herrera is absolutely a name to watch. It in a normal year last year, and I keep I hate to keep saying that, but Avon Herrera can go out in 2021 and easily play his way onto the top hundred. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know that he is a very well-rounded prospect. I got a chance to make an impact offensively and defensively. Zach Thompson, you know, is kind of he, again. I want to see him play over a full season where we didn't have a minor league season. Both two good names to, to watch for. I, I, I'll also say, like, this is a system that I do think has a lot more depth than it had a year ago. This is a system that, partly because very few players graduated, <laughs> but I'm very interested doing this list. I think that there is a lot of guys in this 11 to 20 list that I kind of like more than I like the guys 11 to 20 and a lot of other lists that I did. I did want to ask you about that, JJ. That was my final question for you. Are there some guys that you think Cardinals fans should be watching for? Like, we talk so much here locally about Carlson, Gorman, Liberatore, Herrera, Thompson. Those are kind of the five that really get brought up a lot. And then we saw a few others last year, like Oviedo. Are there some other players on this list that you think Cardinals should be keeping an eye for, whether whether it be this year or the next couple of years, that could be some risers? Yeah, uh, Mason Wynn, who's, you know, who was a I pick of them last year in the draft, but he's very interesting too. Legitimate, legitimate prospect as a right-hander and a shortstop. It'd be hard to develop in both of those ways, but they're keeping their options open for now. And the name that you know we've had him at Baseball America, but you don't hear a lot about him, you know, otherwise understandably yet is Edwin Nunez. Kind of keep an eye on that uh, recent signee out of the Dominican Republic in 2020. Kind of on the the Alex Reyes, you know, Junior Fernandez, Carlos Martinez track. Already throwing a hundred, you know he. If he has a full season, keep just doing what he's already doing. I can see him cracking a top hundred pretty soon because I mean it's pretty special stuff. I think every Cardinals fan is very much interested in hearing that. We like all of the players that you mentioned there. (laughs) He's JJ Cooper. Find his work over at Baseball America. Give him a follow on Twitter as well at JJ Coop thirty six. JJ, we always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family, and thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks.